You're listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. Hi, this is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Rainmaking Podcast. If you're in the business of getting clients, of serving clients in professional services or B2B sales, then this is the podcast for you. I'd invite you to scroll through some of the previous shows that we've had. As a lot of you know, I recruit partners for global law firms, so I promote this to them as a way to keep top of mind and keep front and center with partners, even if it's not the right time for them to move, just to give them a content they can use regardless if they want to stay or leave their firm. For everybody else, if you're in the business of professional sales, there's a lot of content in the previous episodes I'd invite you to check out. Just scroll through them. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, one other thing I'd ask is that you scroll down to Apple Podcasts and give it a five-star review and some comments. I'd really appreciate that. Just trying to get my visibility here. So that's my favor. If you have gotten value from this, just take a moment and do that if you could, please. Now, on to our show. We've got a special guest today. We have Ari Gelper, and many of you have heard of him. He lives in Australia. He's a globally recognized author in the, in the area of sales and client development. He is the world's most sought-after trust-based selling authority, and he's been featured in CEO Magazine, Sky News, Forbes, Inc. Magazine, and the Australian Financial Review. As trust rises to the top of business leaders' agendas, Ari's mission is to share his unique approach to creating deep trust in how people sell, so the dreaded act of chasing and the painful experience of rejection is eliminated forever, a feat never thought possible until now. In his best-selling book, Unlock the Sales Game, he describes his revolutionary sales approach based on getting to the truth and why focusing on creating deep trust is 10 times more profitable than chasing elusive buyers. This is specifically for business owners, consultants, those in professional services, and sales professionals who struggle with converting potential clients into paid clients. Many focus on growing their networks, having more conversations, hey, it's a numbers game, but converting them into paying clients remains an elusive mystery. The unlock the sales game premise is based on humanizing the sales process in such an elegant and natural way that the truth quickly emerges between buyer and seller. So the painful and arduous chasing process no longer has to happen to make a sale. I hope you get some nuggets of gold out of my conversation with Ari. Thanks again for listening. Hey, everyone. This is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. I'm excited about our guest today. is someone I've been following for decades his name is Ari Gelper. And Ari, thanks for joining me on the show today. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Now, Ari, I love your story about how you got into this business, some of the revelations that you had along your journey. Why don't you tell us about how you got started in your career professionally and how you made your way to what you do today as an expert on sales consulting and training? Well, as you know, my specialty is trust-based selling. Right. And uh, there's a story behind how this happened. And uh, I think telling the story will probably give people some good context behind the, the philosophy and the mindset behind it. But about 20 years ago, I was a sales manager in a software company. And we were a high-tech business back then. We, we launched the first online website tracking tools to track website behavior, all the analytics around websites. Now it's called Google Analytics. So, but back then, it actually cost money. That wasn't, it wasn't free. Right, and right. Fast-growing, yeah, fast-growing business, 70 reps. Uh, underneath me. And the, the big leads came across my desk, big opportunities. So one contact came across my desk. You recognize the name, big company, lots of websites. So 
it was pretty exciting. It was such a big opportunity. If I close this one sale, it would double the revenue in one opportunity. Wow. That's how big this thing was. That's a lot so, of pressure, right? Yeah, the whole team's like, Ari, high five, good luck, you know. I'm <laughs> like, okay, back back off, guys, back off, guys. So <laughs> so the, the my I get a contact to call. We had a nice conversation. We agreed to a conference call and a demo of our product and uh, arrange it for a Friday at 4 o'clock. Never forget that day. And so the day finally comes and everyone's like, yeah, all right, good luck. And I, so I go in the conference room with my CEO, I close the door behind me, I close the blinds, you know, so I can stay calm. Right, right. And uh, in the room was a large conference table. In the middle of the table was a speakerphone, you know, the, like the corporate ones with the three legs on it. Right. Black yeah, phone. Yep. Yeah. Remember those days. So um, so I dialed the number and my contact picks it up and he says, hey, Ari. I said, hey, how's it going, John? And uh, he says, look, let me tell you who's with me today in the conference room. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, who do you have? And next thing I hear is, my name is John, I'm CEO. And I was like, wow, this is a good person to have on the line. My name is Mike, I'm head of IT. This is good. Uh, my name is Julia, I'm head of marketing. I was like, oh, perfect. I mean, everybody on this call was exactly who you need to make a decision. I mean, these were the, the decision makers of the whole company. That's right. You know, so uh, then I introduced myself. And uh, then began to give them a live demo over the web to show them one of their websites that we collected in advance of the data to show them what it looks like to see this information. And I start showing this to them and I show them how it all works. And I start, and I started these noise on the phone call like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. They start asking me all kinds of questions. How does it work? How do we install it? How does technology work? And um, they had all the right kinds of questions. I had all the right kinds of answers. I mean, this was like, a love fest on the phone. You know what I'm talking about, Scott? <laughs> what could possibly been, go wrong? <laughs> you've been there before. It was like, this could not be better, honestly. They're asking the questions. I'm answering them. You know, and it, it was like a love fest on the phone. That's literally how it felt. And I'm sure you've been there before in your past, or maybe yeah. you do now, I'm not sure. But it's, it just could not have been. I got the high five from my boss, you know, in the corner of the room. He's doing... He's on the phone with the car he wants to buy with the bonus money he's been making this year. <laughs> he's sale. spending that's, it in his head already, how, right? That's how excited he was. And I was excited too. And I was doing my thing. I was a student of sales uh, back then. I had CDs in my car. Remember the CD player? I had the books in my shelf and I went to the seminars like everyone else did at the time. And so I was doing my job. I was building rapport after objections like I was supposed to be doing in sales. And it was, it was fine. It was all good. And an hour goes by. They're excited. I answer all their questions. At the end of the call, my contact says me, Ari, this is great. We love it. This is perfect for what we need. Give us a call a couple of weeks, follow up with us, and we'll move this thing forward. I said to myself, oh, thank you, God. This is exactly what I was hoping would happen. You know. So I said my goodbyes. I said, thanked everybody. And I took my arm and I reached for the phone in the middle of the table towards that speakerphone. As I'm reaching for the speakerphone, I hit the off button by complete accident. Now it's a divine intervention. My thumb hit the mute button instead of the off button by complete accident. And a small click happened, and they thought I hung up the phone. And that split second, a voice inside of me said, Ari, go to the dark side. Be a fly on the wall. Go where no ever gone before in sales, you know? So I pulled my thumb back. They started talking amongst themselves, thinking I had left the call. So I know you probably know the story, but you know you can imagine what they probably would have said are things like, sounds good, right? This is amazing. Let's move this thing forward. What did you but, hear? Um, what did you hear? Man? What they said was this. They said this. They said, and I'll forget it. It's why we're here today. They said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information and make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. <sighs> Knife in heart, 
twist. I was, Scott, I was in a state of shock. My goodness. I, 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 I literally shook myself out of it. I went and hit the off button, looked at the wall, and I said to myself, what did I do wrong? I was competent. I was professional. They were qualified. I answered all their questions. I did what I was supposed to do in selling. And the first big epiphany hit me. And you can tell me if you agree with me this or not. That somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth right. to people who sell. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It, because it's become okay to say things like, hey, sounds good. Send me information. We're definitely interested without having any intention of buying. And I realized, I had an epiphany, I realized that there is an invisible river of sort of metaphorically of pressure that flows underneath every conversation you have with someone pre-sale. Now you can't see it and they can't see it, but it is there under the surface. And I realized that if you don't address the pressure in the sales process pre-sale and don't remove it from the process, you'll never be able to build enough trust with someone for them to feel comfortable telling you the truth. Now, let me ask you, what do you mean by pressure? How would you define that? Well, we'll talk about that today. We'll talk about how the subtle pressure goes on during the process where the potential client puts their guard up and doesn't tell you the truth. Mm. They just tell you things you want to hear, like things like, sounds good, we're interested. Hey, Scott, something proposal. Like these are all things that we get seduced to believing, oh, they're interested, they want to buy from us. But it turns out they don't. They want to use it for other purposes. And we end up degrading ourselves, chasing people as professionals. It's not what we should be doing as authorities, as professionals. So the whole big shift here is I decided at that moment to shift my whole philosophy and create this, what I call unlock the sales game mindset, where the goal no longer is to focus on the sale anymore. The goal instead is a shift towards building trust instead. Enough trust with the person so they feel comfortable telling you the truth of where you stand. And so let me ask you this, what action steps, and let me kind of back up a little bit, what are, what are some of the sales myths? What are some of those myths that need to be addressed to make some sort of breakthrough from your experience? Absolutely, yeah. So we, we are conditioned, and we are in a framework from years ago, people taught us how to sell, and we believe we're doing it the right way, and chasing people's okay. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of lay out some of the key myths right now that are probably still stuck in the mind of your readers, sure. that are holding them back. And one myth is this, that sales is a numbers game. And I'm mm. sure you heard that before in your career, Scott. Right. That it's about how many contacts you make or how big your network is equals how many sales you make. Well, we discovered in our research, it's not how many contacts you make anymore. It's how deep you go on each conversation, how good you are at trust building, not how good you are, how many contacts you make. That's number one. Number two is the idea of the sales loss at the end of the process. And I'm sure you've been there before when it all looked good, positive, checklist, they're all going to green light and it falls through at the end of the deal. You're like, well, what happened? It all looked really good. Well, we discovered the sales not lost anymore at the end of the process. It's lost at the beginning of the process. It's almost like a hello. Like if you hear on the phone tomorrow, someone calls you and says to you, uh, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through your mind in about three seconds? Yep. But what are you selling? It's over at hello, isn't it? That's right. So tell me, <laughs> so what does that mean? I mean, how do we improve that? What can we do? to make that, to enrich that relationship at the beginning of the process. Sure. Well, we have to, first of all, shift our mindset, let go of our own goal, and focus specifically on the problem we're helping them solve. And so how you activate this in real time is we developed our own, what we call trust-based language 
uh, languaging. There's not scripts. It's natural phrases wrapped around our mindset of letting go of the sale and put those together. You have magic. Let me give you an example right now. Sure. I know we're short of time. Let's do a real example. Let's say you have a call with somebody over the phone who could be a potential client and you're mm-hmm. very qualified. You're having a good call with them. Good chemistry. Looks pretty good. Normally at the end of a call like that, we're trying to do what? Normally at the end of a call like that, we're supposed to say what? How about we move things forward, right? Have right. a cup of coffee, get together, have a demo. We're always trained and conditioned to move things forward. But what, what can happen if you try and move somebody forward and they aren't ready yet? They're either going to disappear. You break, yeah, disappear. What do you break right there with them? You break trust, right? That's right. Instant trust. So same scenario, our approach. Call is going well, good opportunity. First conversation, call comes to an end. We shift our thinking and change our languaging. And rather than saying, hey, how about we... Move forward, what we say instead is this. We say, where do you think we should go from here? Hmm. And I'll say it again. Where do you think we should go from here? Now, how do you, what do you think changes now? What's happening in that moment, would you say? Yeah, I'd say it's less binary. It's less yes or no. And it's more you're giving them control, which is what people you're, truly want. You're shifting control. And usually when you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? They're usually in a state of shock. Right. They can't believe somebody in business is asking them where they should go from here. And we know what happens? They usually say, um, uh, I've got one more question. Or, or what about this? All of a sudden, you know what comes out? The truth. And that is your new goal. Your goal is to build enough trust with somebody at hello so that they feel comfortable opening up to you telling you the truth of where they stand so you're not stuck in that sales game chasing people and having to be unprofessional and pursuing them and trying to get the sale. That's our whole shift. And once it's, the irony is this, Scott. If you can let go of the sale and focus on trust only, you double your conversion rate on selling. Isn't that ironic? Absolutely right. That's what I've learned within my practice of selling to law firm leaders and to recruiting partners Anytime I talk to a partner, I say, this is your career. The only thing you need to do is make decisions that benefit you. If I can help you introduce you to other firms, that's great. If not, no harm, no foul. Realtors don't sell every house that they show. And uh, That's great. Yeah, you take that pressure away. I always say, at some point in the process, I show them the exit ramp. If at any time you're not interested in this opportunity, it's okay. We can get off here. It's fine. You can leave. Interesting. Now, good. So, and, and so in our world, we go further than that. We actually don't even talk about the solution until we're clear on the problem. In right. fact, we, have, we actually remove certain phrases that might have us perceived as chasing someone. For instance, I'm going to ask all your listeners that they wouldn't mind taking a verbal oath with me right now to remove one key phrase forever as of today from the vocabulary. That is never again ever use the phrase follow-up in their career. Right. And why is follow-up. that, do you think? What, what does that trigger with people? The only, because the only industry that uses the word follow-up is sales. Right. And when you, when you call someone and say, hi, I'm just giving you a call to follow-up on our last meeting or proposal, what's that saying is, I'm calling to move the sale forward so I can get paid. That's right. what the word follow-up, because <laughs> everyone knows the word follow-up is chasing the deal. That's right. That's right. Well, there's also some, you remember the classic one, Scott, like, hey, touch base, getting, you know, it was a few more other ones around there. Touch base, the, getting in touch. Circle back, follow yeah, up. Yeah, those are classic 101s that people know a mile away. It is like, oh, God, and it keeps chasing me. So <laughs> It's me again. My phone rang. I thought it might be you. <laughs> yeah, or email. I'm writing you to follow up in our last meeting. So, so we have a different way of handling it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, rather, so rather than using sales languaging, we have what we call trust-based languaging, which replaces okay. all that. So it's rather than saying to somebody, I'm giving you a call to follow up. What we say instead is this. We say, I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our Love previous it. conversation. That's great. Any feedback, feedback on our proposal. Because feedback's going backwards, not forwards. See, the goal is not, this sounds very contrarian, the goal is not to create momentum towards a sale. Because the momentum goal? creates pressure. Right. The goal is to remove the momentum, remove the pressure from the sales process, so that creates a bubble of trust where they feel comfortable opening up to you knowing you're okay with a yes or no. And they can now tell you the truth of the real problems because many times what happens is they drop you signals of what their problem is. And then we react and go, oh, I can help you with that. But we never go down what I call the iceberg. We never go below the surface level issues and unpack their issues and amplify them, help them ROI the losses or gains and then help and then wait for the magic phrase, which is them saying to you, how can you help me solve my problem? Right. See, we just jump in. We say, oh, I can help. Oh, yeah, right. See, the minute we hear a problem, well, our instinct is to jump in and solve it. And that's where you kill trust because you're prematurely jumping in with a solution. And here's the reality we discovered, that the psychology of the buyer is this. They don't care about how you solve their problem. Mm-hmm. What they care about is if you're the one to solve it or not. So if, you, if you're jumping in talking about solutions, and you're not unpacking their problems to a deep level in their world where they feel that they say to themselves, man, this guy just gets me. And you know what? He's not even offering me any solution. This is fascinating. I like that. I, I like him. You know what? I'm going to ask him this question. How can you help me? That's when you have deep trust. And yeah, go ahead, Scott. So I was going to say, have you seen people where they just don't, they can't, they can't, subjugate their goal of closing the sale below this value system of building trust? Have you seen that it's hard for people to get to that point? This is the shift. This is like reminding the tapes. This is the, you're right. It's only certain people who are open-minded and determined can do this because most people are wedded in their old construct and they're conditioned with old behaviors that don't adapt to the future or the modern day. And only the ones who are open-minded and are willing to let go of the pressure on themselves and let go of the sales armor, as I call it, the right. putting to work and have to put a sales hat on. Only those who want to be authentic are the ones who make it through our process. But yeah. The ones who want to play the game with people and chase the numbers, they never make it through. And I think those that are listening to this show, which are mostly people in professional services or B2B sales that sell to a sophisticated prospect, they understand that. And they know that they're selling to people that can sniff out a phony a mile away. And in the first 30 seconds, they can tell when they're trying to be manipulated instead of really advised to. So what, what are some of the other core principles behind some of your approaches and your mindset? So one core principle is we advocate no free consulting mm-hmm. and no education of the customer. Now, this might sound absolutely ridiculous and so contrarian because when conditioned to believe that our job is to educate and provide value pre-sale. Mm-hmm. And I'll argue that that's what you should be doing when you're being paid not for free. Right. Instead, your goal is not to deliver value pre-sale. Your goal is to provide clarity on their problems, not deliver value. You don't have to prove you can solve their problem. You don't have to show your resume. You don't have to talk about yourself. All you have to do is you have to be able to go into their world 
and be humble enough to step into it and know what questions to ask to unpack their problems to the point where they realize you can ask the magic phrase, which is this. You can ask them this question, which is the determining question whether they want to solve their problem or not. And that Mm -hmm. is this. Is this a priority for you to solve or are you happy to live with it for a while and deal with it later on? That's a great question. And if they say, no, no, I want to solve this problem, that's the next step into our next step in our process, which we call the one call sale, where you lay out your roadmap of how you can help them solve their problem, but you do not provide them any information on your solution delivery products and services. This is totally contrarian from professionals who are Mm -hmm. always taught to lay in their services and show their value and show credibility. The problem with that is credibility and value, and here it is, here's the bomb, has now been commoditized. Hmm. Everybody else has credibility and value. To try and win on that fence, on that side of the war, you're, you're dead. So rather than trying to compete on value, instead you differentiate and innovate on trust. You innovate your sales process so it's so unique and wow. so different that the guy says to you, man, God just gets us. I mean, there's something about him. He just does not try to sell anything. He just under, he's going, we like him. So they have, I, to, I don't, they have to figure that out on their own. And you can't just say, well, Ari, you should buy from me today because you can trust me. <laughs> That's the one you don't trust. <laughs> they have to come to their own conclusion with your help. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's great. That is revolutionary. I mean, I mean that's, response, and that's what I've seen clearly within the niche of having to sell to the most untrusting, guarded, risk-averse people in the world. And it's almost like I can usually tell when I'm on the phone with someone, it's like three, two, one. But let me tell you what's really going on with my firm. Let me tell you what my real issues really are. And that can be done in a call. I mean, I know that relationships build over time and frequency builds that relationship. But do you believe that it's possible to develop this as a skill where they, I'm sure they have to be congruent within their value system, but do you think it's a skill that can actually be taught? So let me tell you one thing you just said between the lines we just said there. You, you, ta- you said the word relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna drop one, one more big bomb, okay? Mm-hmm. And that is this. We have been conditioned to believe that we have to build a relationship with someone right. that's right. them to like us and know us before we can make the sale happen. Right. And I'll tell you categorically right now, that is false and wrong. Mm-hmm. That's right. You do not have to build a relationship with someone at all pre-sale. You know where you have to build it? Post-sale. When they're already on board, not before. On before, you only have to build trust with them. And trust can be separated from the relationship because if you start building and get too friendly with them, what happens is the social norms and business norms cross over. And there's no obligation for the next step. So the whole concept is here is you can make a sale in one phone call. I'm not kidding. Bring on board somebody without pressure, without chasing, without proposals, without closing somebody. If you're open to the idea of trust building first, because if you build enough trust with somebody, they're going to onboard themselves with you and ask you, how can you help me? How do we move forward? How do we get started? You're, you're going to go, oh my God, this guy was right. This whole, all my life, I've been chasing people for the sale. It turns out, They want to buy, but I'm getting in the way of that happening. I agree with everything you said, Ari. And I've seen that in my own world as well. And I I believe that your client prospect doesn't need another friend. They need a solution to a problem. And you have to earn the right to build the relationship. Too many people, and I even wrote an article a couple of weeks on LinkedIn called Relationship Selling Doesn't Work. And, you know, that's controversial to say that. Because in the old days, and I don't want to say the old days, people would say people don't know 
they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But my philosophy is like, no, 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 that's not it. They don't care how much you know. They care how much you can solve their problem. And you have to earn that right. Correct. And my work's always been very contrary. I've been this for 20 years now. And a various, only a few people understand this deeply. And they're the ones that jump forward for help because the majority of people don't like the idea of realizing they're the ones that are the problem they got to change, not the customer. Right. And so as long as you're, you're, uh, you know, you're open to evolving and understanding the nuances you're doing unconsciously that causes people to push back on you and have you chase them, then you'll be very successful, you know? Right. I think that's fantastic, Ari. And what are some other examples of your trust-based languaging that replaces sure. traditional sales scripts? Sure. I'll tell you a quick, a quick story around this. So um, uh, recently I had this, uh, I got a phone call that uh, came out of the blue, got through my team, got to me, unscheduled call and the call, I picked it up and I heard Mr. Galper. I said, yeah. <laughs> and he says, my name's John Johnson. You know, I'll change the name. And I'm with XYZ Company, big, you'd recognize the name, huge company. And uh, hey, I'm with XYZ Company. We're looking at bringing a thought leader to change our sales approach. And we're looking at you and two other people. We'd like to know, first of all, you know, why should we go with you and why are you the best? And you know, just give me your best sales pitch. He says this to me. This is an inbound call. And uh, so I took a deep breath. I went back to my, my mindset and got centered, relaxed. And I lowered my voice and I said to him, well, isn't that interesting? And that's all I said. There's more, don't worry. There's more, there's more, there's more. Playing head I games. Said, I, I said, isn't that interesting? And I paused for about a minute, a long, and I said to him, over here at our company, we have a very similar process to you, actually, where we ask some questions, um, gather information to see if we're a good fit. And if we're a good fit, we decide where to go from there. And I said to him, would you be open to that? Hmm. That's all I said. And this thing on the phone, I heard nothing. Like I heard a pin drop, like nothing. <laughs> then, I, I, then I'm like, oh shit, did I lose him? And then, <laughs> and then I felt this breath across the phone. He actually lowers his tone. He, I could feel the shoulders came down. He, is, he became human again. Yeah. And he lowers his voice and he says to me, um, okay, well, well, what kind of questions do you have for me? Hmm. Next thing I know, we're having a, a nice conversation. Five minutes later, I discover one, He's not a decision maker. Two, he has no budget. And three, he's as curious as to what I do. Yeah, yeah. And off he went to, to see my stuff online and I hung up the phone. Now, what did that process I just did save me months of? Yeah, that's right. Chasing all that. Chasing, pursuing, heartbreaks. And you know what? There's this drug in our bodies and it's latent. It's, and it's activated with inbound calls like that. You know what the drug is called? What's it? It's called... Hopium. You know the hopium <laughs> drug? <laughs> you get that inbound call. You're like, oh yeah, baby, this is a big call. They want to buy the whole, you know, the hopium drug. You're like, you're like so excited. You get that inbound call, big company name, the big brand. And then you you follow up with them and you get their voicemail. Like what? He's not there. Wait, wait a second. Then you go to your laptop. You go, hi, I'm ready to follow up. To, and no word at all. And the whole thing crashes down. You say to yourself, you know what? I hate sales. I'm going to go to LinkedIn today and just post a message up there and connect with people because that feels safer yeah, that's <laughs> you know, right. because we, we put ourselves in that situation. And the key phrase you may have heard there, when I said to him, I said to him, would you be open? The word open replaces the word interested. Never again use the word interested because interested is a sales word. When you say the word open to somebody, open doesn't force them into a yes yeah. or a no. That's, that's a non-committal uh, forward moving word. It gives them space. 
yeah. feel comfortable right. telling you the truth. And your goal is the truth, not the sale. If I was able to look at all your pipeline right now and all your opportunities are pending that are not closing, that you're chasing right now, it's because they're not comfortable calling you back on the phone and saying to you, hey, here's where we stand. Because right. somewhere in your process, you missed the trust building model and you're now, you're now chasing the people. That's why it's broken. So to make this your system work and increase your sales, as I say, stop selling and start recognizing unconsciously where you're actually losing people earlier on than you thought because you're not in the right mindset to connect with them on a deep level. All right. You've got a lifetime of sagacious wisdom that you could share with people. And I know we've just not even scratched the surface in a 25-minute interview. But if you could kind of synthesize a little bit of what you mentioned and summarize it into three action steps, what would be three action steps people could take today to get started on some of these concepts and integrating them? Well, into first of all, process? you can use my language I just gave you. I just gave you, I just provided some gold here, which is where should we go from here? Would you be open? Yeah. Uh, don't use follow-up, use feedback. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Those are like instant results. Like use them today and watch, watch what happens. Write me a note at my website. Let me know what happens. Now, one's the languaging, but it's not scripting. You have to have the mindset behind it. You have to be open to walking their world metaphorically and letting go of your own, your own goal. Right. Because if you're not present with them, they can feel that from you a mile away. They can sense you're not with them. You're somewhere else as you're talking to them and you're listening. So you got to be last, You got to really yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. You got you to walk the talk. You can't just sort of pretend to play the game. And, right. and my materials will help you with that. And the last thing really is to understand that how you've been taught to sell over the years no longer applies to where the world's going. Because right now, trust is the new currency. And if you think your solution or your product somehow will blow people away and they'll be signing up because of this amazing product that you have or you're, you're doing your job just presenting what you do in a comfortable way, you're going to hit the wall fast and quick because right. from the other perspective, they don't care about your solution. I know this is hard to understand this concept. They don't care about how you solve the problem, honestly. I don't, and they, what they care about is the way in which you handle them pre-sale. The languaging, mm. your tonality, your voice tone. Notice the way when I said, where do you think we should go from here? I lowered my voice. Mm. Tonality and being relaxed and calm and not creating momentum, which is so contrary to how we've been taught to sell, which is to be right. excited and, and enthusiastic. Right. You've <laughs> got to be authentic and do not send the message, I'm here to make the sale. Ari, this is fantastic. And I know for a lot of people listening, this is the first time they've even considered a lot of these concepts. Uh, we're going to put all of your links on our show notes, but what are some offerings? What are some things that you have that people listening can benefit from if they want to go to your website? What are, what are some of the, the things that could be immediate solutions for them that you offer? I think the best thing is, first of all, go to unlockthegame.com. Mm -hmm. and take advantage as much as you can. There's a lot of stuff in there to educate you that can get you in, uh, in, into our world. There's, a, there's my book, obviously, Unlock the Sales Game. Mm -hmm. I think there's a free test drive there. There's a, even a free consultation with me or, one, or my, my team members just to have a chat with us. And watch how we behave with you on that phone call. You'll learn a lot. There'll be no offer. There'll be no pitch. It'll all be about your problems and how to help you. And you, you'll experience that live if you want with us on the team. We also have a course called the One Call Sale. 
Oh, that's great. Which summarizes all of this and the learning mechanism. And we have a, uh, other courses called Master of the Mindset. So we have this, I've been at this for 20 years. This is nothing, yeah. this is not yeah. like I did many yesterday. So I have a whole body work around this. Thousands of members in our mindset club. And it, again, this call will resonate with certain people out there who are listening who believe trust and integrity are their core values. And the rest won't, which I'm okay with. Ori, thank you so much for being here on this show. I'd love to have you back on as a guest in the future. And hopefully all the people listening can take advantage of your offerings and benefit from all of your great content. Thank you, Ari. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.